Hey guys, this is Michaela on Mikey on the mic, which I messed that up earlier and said Mikey on the mic because I don't know what to say with things. <laughs> uh, That's racist. <laughs> I know. I, but you know, what? it's okay because I'm Irish, so. That, that, yeah, I am too. So I guess it's fine. We it's can fine. It's our word. It's fine. <laughs> um, I'm here with my friend Jeff. Jeff and I used to work at the psych hospital um, together. We were both mental health workers. Became really good friends with our common love of roasting teenagers and <laughs> taking care of mental health. So <laughs> yeah. Well, they go hand in hand. I never underestimate the power of a good roast to force people to deal with their issues. Right. I'll always remember when you told one of the boys that you left something at his mom's house. (laughs) Yeah, that absolutely sounds like something (laughs) I would do. (laughs) I think you told him to have her bring it to visitation. That, yep, yep, that tracks. Yeah. The best, I, I can't remember exactly what I said, but it was along those lines to somebody else. And then one of the boys told me, he's like, did you really sleep with his mom? <laughs> and, <I'm> like, <laughs> no. uh, and then I think I called somebody's mom by their first name because I, I met, saw it on the paperwork or something. And then like after she left, he's like, how do you know my mom's name? You weren't kidding, were you? You didn't know her in high school, did you? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> the fact, though, that these boys knowing you thought that you could pull their moms says something ow so so that's what being roasted feels like (laughs) i know you don't get it very often so wow you're welcome shots fired all right since we're since we're we're being um you know mean to each other uh let's talk about how you cheated and failed a test yeah this is new information i just received um yeah so i was taking this test for my new job that i have to get the certification on and the answers are online on quizlet not all of them but so i have to search for them and i was at this stupid birthday party that i had to take my kids to and i was like you know what i'm just gonna cheat it'll be fine um no i straight up failed the first time, the second, you, the second time. Do you cheating. think you would have done better if you just used common sense instead of trying to treat cheat, or were you like that bad off on the knowledge? Uh, I didn't watch the video, so. So you were given the tools to succeed, and you were like, "Nah, I got a better idea." Exactly. I don't know why this is surprising to you. <laughs> no, no. I just just confirming. It wasn't. It wasn't surprise. It wasn't doubt. It was just. Yep. Okay. So I am who I am. Um, so also being who you are, you said you would come up with a topic for this and that you would, you know, jot down some notes and some ideas. And since you didn't, I will be the responsible one and bring up an idea that, um, based on our conversation the other day, I kind of thought was, was a new field that I want to develop. Okay. Surprised um, that I didn't come up with anything. Like you act like you're really surprised on that one. Uh, let's roll the tape back. Uh, there was no surprise in my tone. <laughs> it was just <laughs> that was just <laughs> the way it is. Um, so we were talking about, I, you know, I was kind of telling you about how one of my friends has four daughters, and, and you know, they I go roller skating with them, and I'm like a surrogate father figure because their dad doesn't really do much. And, not in a weird way, but in like a healthy way. I know it sounds terrible, but they just like having, you know, positive male attention. Um, in a, in a so, not an inappropriate way. <laughs> right. Like not somebody that's banging my mom. Cause as Michaela has so kindly pointed out, I can't pull women. So, uh, you know, there's no risk there. Moms are, moms are safe. Um, fuck you by the way. <laughs> um, no. So, so you, we were talking about maybe being able to, you know, talk to your son and be comfortable, have him have someone he's comfortable with. So, um, kind of like a life coach, but an early life coach is what I was thinking would be a good term. Yeah. I think that's Um, a cool idea, except I feel like it could be confused with a groomer. (laughs) See, but it's, there's the therapy and that is that is a, a big hurdle there. It's like what am I 
Yeah. I want to teach people how to deal with their big emotions before they get big so that they can grow into them. Yeah. No, I think it's so important for kids to understand that like emotions are okay. Like it's okay that you're feeling however type of way you're feeling, but you can't react maybe the way that you immediately wanted to. So I think it's important for um, kids to have that support. And I think I've struggled with like the fact that like, while I try to teach my sons that I'm their mom. So I think they automatically think like, you just have to tell me this. Um, But no, I think it's so important. And I think, you know, my older son was in therapy last year and he just really did not connect with his therapist and it was just so hard because like he just wouldn't open up to her he's like one of those people that will bottle everything up and so if you don't force him to talk or like pull him in a way that he's going to not realize that you're pulling him into like a conversation about feelings then um he won't talk and I think that's kind of what happened See, and, and that's what I was, was thinking of is, um, you know, it would have to start with an interview with the parent or parents and like kind of forming a friendship with them, with the child around. So that like, so that it's not the kid just being interviewed or like some strange, like you kind of have to go out and be social. With, like these are, this is things that I do for my friends, but if you were doing it for a business, like how do you transition to that? Right. Well, Uh, I think the biggest thing with like, especially like teenagers is trying to develop a sense of trust that like, well, yeah, you know what, my parents trust you. And that makes me kind of inherently trust you. However, I need to trust that if I open up to you about things, you're not going to run to my parents and tell them. And I think that's the hard thing with teenagers. Yeah. And I, I think that that is probably like my biggest natural ability is like, I'm, well, you told me this the other day, I'm the least adult adult ever, you know, I am, I am still a child, and it's, can be sensed by anyone from the age of, like, a year up, <laughs> like, they just know, oh, oh, this, like, this guy's just, he's, like, just masking as an adult, but he's really a kid, right. like, he's absolutely a child. Same. Um, <laughs> and, uh, like you said, like there's the risk of it being in like a creepy way or a weird way, and that that's not it at all. But yeah, there's the connotation, and like how how do you keep it? Because th- I feel like therapy is too restricting mm-hmm. because because you have to have that clinical detachment, right? And it's you so really like, sterile. Like yeah. it does like it's a medical field. So it's almost like in a sense of sterility, right? Like you go to an office or if you don't go to an office, your therapist is in an office. So like you have that feeling of like, I'm just going to the doctor and it's, and you're discouraged to like care about them. Yeah. You, you have to be detached. You can't be rooting for them. You have to. And that's, that's always the part I had a hard time with is like, I, I do care. I want to care. I want these people to succeed and do well. Right. And I can't do that if I don't know what they're actually like going through. No, I think that's so important. And I think maybe, you know, with like, if you were to like try to do this professionally, like starting off with your friends where they can like write recommendations and say like, Hey, you know what? This is kind of, like almost like, um, testimonies to like what they went through like what they were going through with their children what you kind of did and then how it came out in the end and you're still going to get the skeptics because that's the world we live in um but also maybe the fact that you want the parents around right like you want everybody to like hang out like play a board game whatever just get to know each other with the parents involved so then they can see you're a safe person right um, and that, I think that's that's the most important thing is like seeing mutual respect, modeling good behavior, good boundaries, good communication, and then kind of having it be up to them to be like, hey, this is this is somebody that I don't want to talk to mom and dad about this because it is a little personal, but I would feel comfortable talking to this person. Yeah, I, um, I think everyone needs that. I mean. Even, like, in relationships, I feel like we all have that person, right? Like, you have your significant other who is, like, your best friend, and you can go through to about almost anything. 
but maybe it's about your significant other or maybe it's just something that you don't think that they will understand or accept you for. But you have that person that you're like, you know what, you're my person and I'm going to tell you this because I know no matter what happens, you accept me. And everybody needs that. And kids, I don't think, have the maturity to know that it's okay to have a person that you can lean on. And that's kind of cool to, like, have that because – or, like, everybody has, like, a family member that they can go to, right? But, like, my boys – Well, not not, not everybody. Right, yeah. And my boys don't because, like, my family lives all the way across the country. Honestly, I don't know if I could get further away from them if I could. Um, Yeah. Was that their choice or yours? It was mine. Well, <laughs> I moved out here and then I stayed here. Um, not necessarily to get away from my family, but I like it out here. So if they want to stay in Idaho, then they just stay there and I'm going to live here. Um, okay. So so I had a tangent while you, while you were talking about all this. So you know how codependent relationships are bad? Like when your significant other is your everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if like child versus parent like is almost codependent? Oh, it is. In that aspect, yeah. And I mean, codependent has a lot of negative connotations, but like, well, I, expanding the de- dependency so that it's not so like, yeah. So, like you were saying, somebody that's not quite as involved but still involved. Mm-hmm. Someone that still cares about them but doesn't have vested interest in them, right? Like, I mean, they do, but they don't. Like. I didn't give birth to you. I didn't, I'm not paying your bills. I have, or I'm not making sure that like you go to school every day, but you know what? Like I want you to go to school every day because I want you to succeed. I want you to have a good life and because I care about you, but not because I have to. And you can't default back to the, I'm the parent. So I'm right. Like if you're having a discussion and you can, you can kind of throw the Trump card out of like, well, you're my child. So I'm right. Right. And I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, I grew that mouth that you're talking to me back with. Like, literally, you wouldn't have it. Oh, also (laughs) a tangent. This is a really funny story. And I think that maybe the listeners would love it. So uh, Asher, my oldest, has been (laughs) being very, like, sarcastic and mouthy, right? And he's still learning that boundary. So I was in the kitchen with him and he was mouthing off about something. And I was like, listen, dude you don't talk to me like that because like I grew you like everything on you. I grew. So like from nothing, I am Betty fucking Crocker over here. And I said, if it wasn't for me, you would still be a sperm in your dad's ball sack. And I didn't realize that my eight year old was listening. So then like maybe 10 minutes later, he said, I have two kids. And I said, you have two kids. What are you talking about? He said, yeah, one in each ball sack. And I was like, oh, my God, I fucked up. This is parenting at its <laughs> finest, everybody. Parenting at its finest. This is, this, is what, this is what peak efficiency looks like. See, I'm surprised your son didn't come back with like something like, you know, well, the, the pie doesn't blame the cook when it burns it or something. Like, it's you made me, so it's your fault I'm this way. Right. I didn't put the ingredients together. This is on you. You, because that would be my rebuttal is like, oh, you made me. Well, then this is your fault, and I take no accountability. Yeah, he's still learning rebuttals. He's getting better, but he is like more of like the first words, like sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't quite learned rebuttals, but also there have been times where I like his dad didn't send him like a card or whatever, and then got mad when he didn't um, wish him a happy Father's Day, and that and um, his dad had told him that it had gotten or it was delayed in the mail. So he was like, yeah, dad texted me about not getting a text message for father's day. And I said, I would have said, sorry, it's delayed in the mail. Look for it next week. Yeah. And absolutely. And he was like, Oh, and I was like, yeah, man, see, that's when sarcasm can be funny and like maybe borderline disrespectful, but not totally disrespectful because it was his words. Yeah. Yeah. When you can, when you can throw somebody else's words back at them in a, playful but still like cutting way it's it's finding the tone it's finding that like it can't be completely malicious but it can have a little sting to it yeah no absolutely i am like the queen of like politically correct like burns i will when have you ever been politically correct have i just not worked with you in that long Uh, because i can tell you i'm politically correct now i'm a fucking professional wow yeah 
not even just a professional. I'm a fucking professional. Not fucking, but you know, whatever. We're just gonna let it go. <laughs> nope, we're going. Let, let's circle back to this fucking. Professional. Um, listen. Um, <laughs> nope, <laughs> not touching that with the ten foot pole. Uh, no, so you know, I am more politically correct now than maybe you saw me because I was also like 24 when we met. Oh God, yeah, you were. I was a baby. I, I forget that there's a. I forget that there's like a ten year age gap between us because I'm a child. Yeah. And so I just look at like I've been twenty three for twenty years. I don't know. Yeah. What I'm doing with my life. I had a full on panic attack when I gave birth to Tucker because I was twenty four and I thought for sure in my head I was twenty two. Looking at my wristband, I was like, mm, they got my birth. Like I, I'm not that old. And then I was like, oh shit, I'm that old. But it goes back to like someone sent me a meme the other day that was like, here I am in my 30s seeing like parents with their newborn babies being like, God bless those teenage parents. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, is this the new episode of what is it? 18 and pregnant or whatever it may be. 16 and pregnant. Get your trash TV together. I was trying to keep it above board and thinking that, you know, like no way they would you know, just monetize underage pregnancy. Yeah, you're Honestly, I wish that that was around when I was born because my parents were 16 and uh, I could have lived a good life with that TV money. Mm, do you really think any of those people are living a good life? Uh, I don't know. One lives here, like outside of Wilmington. Oh, really? Yeah, Janelle. I have never oh. seen this show in my well, life. So, so dropping a name. Uh, I mean, Janelle sounds like Never mind. That was borderline racist. Lord. Okay. Well, I feel like some of the listeners will know who Janelle is and on 16 and pregnant and teen mom. And she lives out here. I saw her in Walmart the other day. (laughs) Yeah. All of everything you just said. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's fine. I'm not 16 and pregnant, so I'm doing great. (sighs) Yeah. You're, you're over two or the score yeah you're not 16 and you're not pregnant yeah yeah i was gonna say um yeah wasn't 16 when i got pregnant so making moves over here i am so grown (laughs) all right so so that was i picked my topic now in in return you have to think of something because this is you on the mic i know well so i want this to be everybody else carry me obviously um per so it's like work all over yeah. again. Listen, first off, you and I barely worked on the same units. <laughs> Do you remember why? Do you remember the one time we were on a code together and we had to restrain <laughs> someone? <laughs> oh, that was awful. To be fair, though, if it wasn't 45 minutes of holding someone down on the ground while they screamed in our faces, it might be a little different. Yeah, um, nothing bad happened. It's just neither of us could keep us straight. No, it was all like she was just screaming and like it was terrible. And like, don't think worse of me, but like she's screaming bloody murder. She's fine. Everything's fine. But Jeff and I are just laughing and like trying really hard not to laugh. But it was so (laughs) hard. It's like because because there was that like that mental like i know the inappropriate thoughts you're holding back right now and the comments that you want to say to this child yes. same with you i'm like i know exactly what the worst thing to say in this situation would be and i'm trying real hard not to say it yeah uh that's me every single day in my job <laughs> every day uh so let's talk about your intrusive intrusive thoughts. oh god see oh, all right uh well my <laughs> my favorite and jeff's favorite intrusive thought that i have is um cafeterias are really overwhelming for me because <laughs> um, i have adhd so i have intrusive thoughts i feel like a lot of neuro spicy people have them and like we accept people like that here okay whatever your intrusive thoughts are i accept them um but one of mine is in cafeterias where people are carrying trays like with food on them all i want to do is just go smack them out of their hands just (laughs) i don't even know just like run around and like if there's a lot of people it gets very overwhelming and i have to sometimes i've had to walk out of cafeterias and like gather myself before i go back in because i want to i i i still i just want you to walk up to somebody and say do you want to be betrayed or detrayed and then depending on their answer either eat their food or smack the tray out of their hand 
that's that's my goal for you. And I'm putting that thought in there. So at some point, this will happen. This is like a thought grenade that will blow up uh, in someone else's face. And I'm I'm quite okay with it. Probably it's gonna probably be at like the worst possible moment. I'll probably be like, it'll probably be ten years from now where I'm like on this really professional <laughs> job too. Like I got a job, really professional. We're having lunch with the CEO of whatever I'm doing, and then I just go up the slope. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it, Jeff. That is absolutely how I want this to play out. That's that's the best. That's the the best case scenario I can see it for happening. me for that to happen. Yeah. Well, now we've almost guaranteed it, so that's yeah. great. I need you to get your career. Well, done. honestly, this that's the like that's the kicker. That's my safeguard because we all know that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. Ash- Anyone who is, even if someone is promoting you, they're like, yeah, maybe we'll talk to the CEO for you because I don't see this. Like, you're great. We're wonderful. You're just not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. And so we're just going to handle this. Part well, you. you know, at Bryn Mawr, where we were, the psych hospital we worked at, um, when Joyco came, they had me go of, in front of Joyco, make sure the units were together, and then would text me to, like, leave the unit and go to the next unit. <laughs> <laughs> like we appreciate the work that you're doing, but we don't want you seen. Don't like, don't talk to them. <laughs> yeah, you, you're better behind the curtain. That is that is where you belong. Yeah, it's fine. I'm. You know what? I've accepted myself. I'm old enough to know I am who I am, and at this point, I can fine tune some things. Like maybe like maybe smooth out some edges a little bit, but I'm never going to change. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I kind of got to that point a good while ago where it's like there I will evolve a little. I will maybe, you know, deal with some things, but most of these things are are pretty set in stone. This is going to be who I am yeah. now. And, and I'm okay with that. I just have to, you know, make sure I pick a crowd that can handle it No, and not be around people that can't. 100%. And I still get not upset, but I still almost feel offended when people can't handle me. Um, case in point, and I'm going to try to keep this as vague as possible because I don't want putting out everybody's information on here. But I had a coworker who was upset with multiple coworkers and I, right? She had just felt slighted by all of us. It was not professional. It was very personal slights, like outside of work. Um, and I have been trying to be a bigger person so I said hey like let's sit down and talk I've heard that you've been telling people that you're upset let's talk about it because like you know that wasn't my intention um she blew me off and then like just was like a raging bitch behind my back blocked me on everything which like shouldn't affect me because like I don't want to talk to you anyways but like now I'm like how dare you block me first off I was (laughs) the only one that had the balls to come to you in person Oh, it makes me so angry and like offended because like, I'm like, you know what? Like I get it because I also know I am very assertive, but if I'm very uh, passionate about something, I do toe that line of aggressiveness and not on purpose. It just means I'm very, I'm just super passionate. I feel very strongly about this. And honestly, a lot of people like my coworkers will tell you if I cross that line or like toe that line, I will come back probably like 30 minutes later and be like, I'm so sorry. That was not towards you. I just listen. I feel really <laughs> strongly about this. And like, and there's reasons why, because, you know, I've had my ass chewed about this by somebody or like, I've taken a lot of time to like research or study and go to like different classes for said whatever. And so I'm just telling you what I know. And sometimes that comes off like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing this? We don't do this. That's why we can't talk about koalas anymore. Oh, listen, I feel very strongly about koalas. <laughs> I know you do. Listen, they deserve to be protected. From what? All right. Everybody who has never listened to <laughs> Midlife Conversations with Jeff. Um, so Jeff had a podcast. Has a podcast. I think they're in hiatus right now. Yeah, we've been in hiatus since the pandemic. It was life was too depressing to talk about life. Yeah, but if they get, kick it back up, I highly suggest it. Honestly, go listen to their old episodes because I loved them. Um, also, because I loved them because I was on some of them. You were on them, several. Of them. Yeah. Yes. Um, but Jeff, maybe I'm going to speak for you. Maybe one of your favorite things about me is I have random facts that I will die 
on a hill for. Like I will go yeah, all absolutely. the way for. And one of these facts one night after a bottle of wine was about koalas and chlamydia because <laughs> all but one tribe of koalas have chlamydia and it's like becoming a whole like um, epidemic with them and like they need to be protected. You can't get koala chlamydia unless they spit in your mouth and it's a strain <laughs> that only goats have. It's like a whole thing. But there is an, um, if you Google it, there is like a whole um, research project to help protect the koalas. Highly suggest it. Just don't Google a koala spitting in your mouth because I don't want to know if that's a thing that exists. You Googled it. Don't lie. <laughs> it's okay. I used your computer. <laughs> Actually, Jeff is the one in the picture. He's like spit in my mouth. <laughs> I'm just in a koala suit running around. <laughs> um, speaking of chlamydia, uh, so I don't know if we talked about this. Uh, Jeff, did you know that chlamydia can get in your lungs? I did not. Know okay, that. so neither did I until I took care of a patient who they like bronchoscope, so they took like tissue out of her lungs or whatever. She had chlamydia in her lungs. Guess how she got it? Just guess. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, nope. Yep. I think uh, we all yeah. we all know how she got it there. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was like, can you imagine though? Like, because at that point, is it aerosolized? Like, I was like, I don't know if like if she coughs on me, am I gonna get chlamydia in my lungs? Like, I don't know. <laughs> and then, how do you have that conversation with your significant other? Like, hey, babe, I was at work today at this patient with chlamydia in their lungs. Yeah, no, don't worry. And then you have chlamydia, and you're like. No, I swear. It, nope. uh, no, no, it was, it was, yeah. I got it from a toilet seat, I swear. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Someone had it in their lungs. So, uh, what, what are the, the lung-based chlamydia symptoms like? Or, I mean, was there anything? I assume. Just- so she had, like, a cough and stuff. So I assume it's, like, respiratory infection type stuff because your lungs get unhappy when they have anything that is not kosher to them in them so like even like water or whatever so i assume that she probably had like a pneumonia that when they swabbed it which also i want to know why they swabbed it for chlamydia like what brought them upon that because that's not part of the standardized test yeah that, that's not a, but it can't be the first time it's happened either no but only in onslow county I need I need precedence for this because you know I've been watching suits and so I the lawyer in me is like well I, I'm gonna need you to be able to cite some precedence to know that this has happened before. Um, I can't due to HIPAA. Oh. Yep. Oh, I got the medical trump card. What up, bitch? Damn. Okay. Lawyered. Listen, I also watch suits. I Amber and I realized we were <laughs> on. Uh, season five today so i lied to you i'm on season five nice so So, we watched season five episode one today nice yeah i feel yeah i i burned through that whole show in like two weeks i was i was hooked it was just it was on for eight hours a day at work i'd just be doing my work and listening to that in the background well i was hooked until i became this dumbest boy in school and now I don't. Now, to be fair, became the dumbest boy in school is is very misleading. You were reminded that you were the dumbest boy in school. I'm not the dumbest different. boy in school, Jeff. I'm only the <laughs> dumbest boy in some schools. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I, I can pretend to be smart. And, you know, honestly, I can be very convincing. Um, I worked with a doctor who shall remain nameless. Um, but some of my coworkers will know who I'm talking about or like my old coworkers, but is so smart, too smart for his own good. Right. Um, but at some point I've, I don't know how I convinced him, but he thought I was smarter than I really am. So, uh, he would like, look at me and be like, yeah, we're doing this, this and this because of this. And I would be like, yeah, obviously that's what I was thinking too. And he thinks I'm at his level. He'll talk to me at his level. And, like, it's literally way over my head. I'm like, I don't even know what you're saying, dude. I'm going to Google half of these words later. But, like, yeah, no. (laughs) Obviously, that's also what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm really good because, you know, I'm good for, like, a random fact. And it still, like, crosses over to, like, my um, 
professional life. So sometimes I can throw out some things like, and I don't know why I know them, but don't ask follow-up questions. Like I'll be like, well, (laughs) obviously it's because the preload and the heart was increased and like, and somehow and no, I will not be elaborating. Yeah. Like that—that that is somehow I had a patient that like it was like one of these things where I was like, oh yeah, I know this, and he was like, yeah, and I was like, please don't ask me questions. Please. <laughs> Let me just leave with my my dignity yeah. intact. I'm like, I, I don't even. I know. may seem like a professional, but I'm really a novice. Right, a novice. Yep. <laughs> Jeff, um, I have a tumor in my brain. I'm pretty sure of it. <sighs> I don't. I think it's just autism. I think it's really. I'm not autistic. Like, I'm just ADHD to a very extreme level. Okay. Well, actually, I, I, I take that back. There's probably some o- overlap. I, I'm thinking. Well, I take that back. I think everybody has like a little bit of autism. I think some everybody's well, on the spectrum. Every, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that people that don't think that they're autistic probably are the most autistic, which is fine. Whatever, it might be me. Um, but ADHD and autism, they look so similar that I think maybe it might be hard to distinguish. However, I'm very social. And so like maybe, and like, it's not even masking. I'm just a very social person. Yeah, but you're, you're very social, but you're not great at it. Like you're super awkward at at it. it. You're, you're good at it. It works for you, but you're, you can't say that you're not super awkward and like name one example where i've been awkward um what happened last week when you were at the bar wasn't there um, mushrooms jesus and mushrooms was that where first off this man brought up that topic himself he said we've been talking about psychedelics have you tried them and i said no but have you heard about psychedelics and mushrooms in their um influence on the Bible and how it was written. And I told him all about what I had learned. And you know what, though? That's okay, because I think he was trying to get in my pants. And you know what? I think I successfully caught him off guard. He didn't want to get in my pants anymore. So that's a successful night now that I'm married. It's successful, but it is awkward. And it's like you being able to pull it off because of who you are. But that is not a normal people conversation. You get that, right? Yeah. It's important to me that you know I know. This. I'm just very endearing, whatever <laughs> I say. People are like, yeah, no. They're like, look at this adorable girl thinking mushrooms are involved in Bible writing. <laughs> uh, it's true, but that doesn't make it any... Okay. Anyway, new to- Yep, yep. Anyways, not autistic. Maybe have some tendencies like everybody else in the world. Neurospicy. Neurospicy. I am neurospicy, and I 100% own it. Like, there's, I have a lot of neuro issues, so we're good because I'm OCD, ADHD, maybe slightly ODD. We're good. I'm glad you threw that in one, so I didn't have to because I know absolutely ODD. Not no, it's just slightly, just a little. Just you just can't tell me what to do if you think you're better than me because then I'm not going to listen. Right, but also, please don't leave me because I might need you later. <laughs> so the BPD creeps in there. Uh, just a little of that too. Yeah. It's fine. I'm like literally like I don't. Please don't. I need a grown up, but also don't tell me what to do until I ask. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What did, What did you say? That once Once you realize that you're the grown up at the job, you have to leave and go to another job because you can't be the grown up. Yes. If I look around and I'm like, oh my god. I think I know what to do, but I need someone to like ask, like, am I doing? Cause like, I mean, that's what I do at work. I'll be like, um, judgment question. I'm thinking <laughs> I would do this. What would you do? And honestly, it doesn't matter their answer. Cause I'm going to do whatever I wanted to do in the first place. If they disagree with me, I'd be like, eh, well, I was going to do it anyways. And I do it. And if they agree with me, I'm like, oh, thank God you agreed with me. Cause I just needed someone to tell me I was doing right. Um, so, but if I look around and there's not someone around me that I can ask that question to and be like, you know what, you actually know enough to like stand toe to toe with me. Like if I were to say I was going to do it anyways, and someone couldn't say you shouldn't do it because X, Y, and Z and like could hold their own with me, I got to go. Yeah. If, if, if they can cite their sources and put you in your place, then it's time to find a new place. Right. Yeah. 
but then also it is kind of nice like going like back into like these different like departments and being like I'm a fucking goddess I know <laughs> don't bow all at once people I know <laughs> Your your modesty has always been your best feature. It really has. I know. I'm so modest. Just ask me. <laughs> <laughs> um uh. Yeah, no, it's just yeah. Uh I don't like being I like being the smartest person in the room in theory, like in my head. Like I like to be like or that I could go toe to toe with people. But also if I'm absolutely the smartest person in the room and like being like, oh God, none of these people could hold a torch to like whatever topic we're on i gotta go well you i mean it's the adhd urge to constantly grow like if you don't have anyone you can learn from or or like pick new things up from then it's time to find a new place right so amber and i were talking about this today because she's like i guess her and her coworkers were talking about it and i was like yeah she's like we were talking about how you're constantly like moving jobs and how like you so easily like kind of just like flow and pick it up and go and like how you do so well just moving different departments and I was like I do just because I like to learn new things and like when I'm not learning I feel like I'm almost at like a stalemate like um this new job has put me beyond my uncomfort level like I think like if we go you know like they say like green is where you're like stagnant right like you're super comfortable you're not learning you're not growing Yellow is, like, where you're uncomfortable, but you're growing. And then red is where you're, like, so uncomfortable, but, like, growing, but not as much as you would in, like, yellow. I feel like right now I'm teetering on yellow and red, but also this is where I do thrive. I was, like, when we were talking, I was, like, you know, though, looking back on it, when I was working in the pediatric ICU, like, one of the intensivists was, like, why don't you know this? And I was, like, I don't know. I know some of it and, like, made me feel so dumb. But after that, I took like three different online courses in that topic. So I can recite it backwards and forwards now because I was like, I'm never going right. to be caught in that moment where I'm the dumb one again. So I feel like this is that, but also that was day one. So like, what am I going to do for the rest of the, like, if this is going to be constant? And I do know though, like my niches will like show up because like these, like we've been going over things that are not my vibe. Because I feel like, so like being a nurse, um, everybody has a niche, right? And everybody is really good at something. So you say a niche? Niche. Okay. You, do you say niche? Yeah. It's niche. Okay. Jesus, Jeff. You, Go ahead, niche. <laughs> you cannot correct my talking the way I said it. <laughs> My pronunciation. Yeah, that's the word. I don't know. Words are words, Jeff. Words are hard. So hard. Um. Yeah, but like, um, everybody has our thing. So like, right now we've been covering things that are not my thing, which is okay. But it makes me super uncomfortable and feel real dumb. But I feel like you know, there's going to be a couple of days next week where it's going to be things that I absolutely know. And there's been times where I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Finally. I have fucking something on everybody. Watch this shit because I know what to do here. But like everywhere else. I'm like, well, I know if it doesn't come naturally, you're smart enough to steer the conversation into one of your niches so that you can, oh, you know. <laughs> what? I didn't even do anything. You know what you did. Yeah. No, I am. But also I've been working on that and not pressuring conversations into ways I want them to or pressuring like friends or like different relationships. Are you less manipulative now? I am. Oh, marriage has changed you. I'm so proud. I know, but don't worry. I don't like, I jump at every chance to tell people I'm less manipulative. I'm like, right. Don't worry. In itself. Right. Don't worry. I support you in this. Like, if you don't want to do this, I'm going to, yep. Nope. I support you. 100%. Don't you worry. You're a lot more healthy about getting them to do it you want no I don't even make them do what I want I'm okay if they don't but like I just want them to know I took the steps to be more supportive and less manipulative okay well, that's, that's which is weird positive growth. Words that's one little edge like little, rounded down right I know I won't change who I am but I'm a little bit smoother um <laughs> which is weird because like words of affirmation are not my thing but sometimes I'm just like wow you didn't even acknowledge that I did all these nice things like I worked really hard. Well, it was very nice of you. 
thanks for inviting me on your podcast. It's really nice of you. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, I owed you a few from all the podcasts I guest start on. Oh, we, uh, I, I think really it's, I don't think there's any O. I think it's like I have to pay you back for all those times you got me really drunk and then recorded me saying random shit. Yeah, honestly. Of course, you got you drunk. If we're being honest here, I had nothing to yeah, do Yeah, you were that. far away. But I am still upset that, like, Michaela's random fact of the day never took off. I know. that was supposed. It was supposed to be Michaela's fun fact of the day. And we were just going to have you, like, give you, like, a bottle of wine and an hour of five minute clips to just tell us random shit that that was going to be like the not an ad segment in the middle it was just going to be like and now it's time for Michaela's fun fact of the day well you know what let's do a fun fact of the day because I don't think that you and I like have talked since I learned this and let me tell you might be oh boy a contender with the koalas did you know that emus have been declared war on by the country of Australia. And Australia is at war with emus. So they were. Like back in like Okay. Don't quote me Did on this. Win? I think don't I think it was the 1950s. I'm going to Google this cuz I don't know the actual Okay. But they actually like officially declared war on emus. Um and they lost. Why was I mean I when I think Australia is like oh dingoes ate my baby, you know what were emus doing? Well, they were like, so 1932, that's what it was. Okay. All right. Um, hold on. So they were a nuisance wildlife. <laughs> um, because they were just like over, like populating everywhere. But the problem with emus was that it took three times the amount of um, like bullets and things to take them down than any other thing like any like a human or whatever other animal because their body mass is so huge but their internal organs are so small that literally they could never actually hit their like internal organs and australia so lost what, i want uh i want some sort of historical war film where there's just a cavalry of emus like riding in with soldiers atop them and, and just taking everyone down because the horses are shot and dead and the emos are like, we got this. You can't fuck <laughs> And that's with this. how it's done. <laughs> and that's how we won risk. Emu army. Bitch. I know. Gosh. I mean, Australia really is, though, the stronghold in risk. If you can get Australia. Yeah, it absolutely is. Sometimes. But you can do it from South America also because it's only two points of contention. Which also, the fact that you made fun of me with my risk game... It is a real thing. I did not make I did not make fun of you. That was my favorite board game as a child. Uh-huh. Like we would stay up till like three in the morning, which was also one of the incentives. Um, it takes a lot. It also so you know, being a parent who never let his child win, um, my dad was the worst when he was winning at risk. Like he would take the tops off of the armies and put them on to make a boat. And he would sing a gloating song, <laughs> coming to get your countries, coming to get your countries. Like, it was just the absolute, I don't know how many times my little sister left in, like, tears. I didn't attack your continent, you attacked mine, I thought we were friends. Yeah. And he's like, sorry, war is hell, honey. And they would just continue to decimate. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, destroy or devastate. Decimate means one in ten losses, and that's not really that bad. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, we had to outlaw it for a while in our household, like right as mm-hmm. Asher hit puberty, because Asher took everything so freaking personal. So I remember we were playing, um, like maybe last summer, we we're playing with like our friend, and he, like, I do try to play fair with my children, not necessarily let them win, but like, I will present. Like, you know, like with risk. So like Tucker is eight, so he needs help. Right. So I'm like, Hey, right. these are your countries. These are who you can like attack. I would attack the people who have the less troops or whatever, which if I'm one of them, that's fine. But like, let him choose whatever he wants to do and like, let him go. Right. Cause I feel like pe- like kids need to be able to make their own decisions without being manipulated by their parents. So I do this right and then like I'm playing and also I do the same thing with Asher like hey I don't know if I would do that but then he thinks I'm manipulating him so then he does the 
yeah. He does the opposite of what I say because he's like, you're just trying to play mind games. I'm not. But also, I could give him a look and be like, go ahead. And he'll be like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. But um, <laughs> at one point, he was like, everyone's ganging up on me. And I was like, no one's ganging up on you, dude. Like, you are, like, right in the middle of the board. Like, everyone has to get through you. And so then he decided that I somehow, in front of him, had gotten all the adults to form an alliance against him, <laughs> which I had not. And then tried to then in front of my face, try to get everybody to form an alliance with him to get me. <laughs> yeah. Definitely your child. I was like, first off, don't do it in front of me, dude. Have some freaking respect. But also I'm just beating you on my own accord. Sorry that you stuck. <laughs> uh, parenting tips with McKenna. <laughs> hey, just don't let your <laughs> don't let your kids win at risk. And I don't even know yet if they don't say they. Okay, which which do you think is more toxic, a board game, Risk or Monopoly? Um, so I never got really heavy into Monopoly. I hate Monopoly so much. Like I hate that there's there's no fun had in that game at all. It always ends in family violence. Right. Which I but I feel like it's just too complex. But Amber and I played Catan once, like because we bought Catan because we were gonna like play it with the boys. We got well, I got really drunk. Um, my friend Kate got me really drunk. She brought a bunch of wine over. We drank a bunch of wine. So so she put the gun in front of you, and she's the one who shot you? She or poured it in my glass, and then I had to drink it, because that's wasteful. I gr- <laughs> and alcohol goes bad if you don't drink it once the bottle Listen, is Listen, I grew up in a very poor family. <laughs> you don't let, you don't leave shit in your glass or things on your plate, you know? <laughs> uh, right, so it was your upbringing, yeah, I'm, not your alcohol. I'm real poor. I can't help it. Um, which... Hold that thought. We're going to have a caveat to that in a minute. But uh, we were playing Catan and like Amber and I bought this to play with the boys. And Amber after that was like, I don't think we should play with that with the boys. Like Astro will lose his mind. And I was like, oh, great. Love that. Um, But back to being poor. So fun little antidote. Uh, We so one of my like one of the nurses that I precept I love her so much. Uh, I She calls me her mom, and I call her my daughter. Um, and I love her. But she and another nurse that we worked with at the time were talking about their, like, childhood, right? And they were talking about, like, so one's parents, like, so my daughter's parents are, like, both uh, physicians. They're, like, whatever. She grew up very, like, well off, right? And she's sweet as can be. Like, really, truly, you can't tell that, like, she's, like, one of those, like, people that got has money or whatever, but they were talking about their American girl dolls. And they were like, uh-huh. I had American girl dolls. And like, they were talking about all this. And I said, well, never had an American girl doll, but once my family saved all their ketchup bottles and rinsed them out after we were done. And then we had water guns and it was the best water fight ever. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the Heinz Super Soak. Honestly, though, it was a really great memory. Like I joke about it, but like it was a great time. But it, it was a good time. You didn't know any of it. Yeah, it, it, I think everyone has a friend who had American Girl dolls, and was like, like, tell me you came from money without telling me you came from money. Right? Basically, like, well, Frances had her her picture put on an American Girl doll magazine when she went to their like factory or whatever with her mom. Oh, God. Okay, so that's a, that's a whole nother one. Yeah, well, and I'm going to call her out on this, and I know she listens to this, but uh, she she went back to her school and told all her friends that um, she was on she was on the American Girl magazine, and they, like, printed all these magazines. It was, like, one copy. Like, you go to, like, the factory, and they, like, put your picture on a magazine. Nope. Gotcha. Okay. And she felt terrible about lying to all her friends about this, like, literally, like, last year. And I was like, girl... <laughs> <laughs> you were young. You didn't know any better. Also, live it up. You know what? That's nice. yeah. Uh, that's uh, don't mess with the legend. Let the legend stay. <laughs> yes. Oh well, we are getting close to an hour, so I think we should probably wrap this up, and then uh, you know we'll just have another 
session because I think it'd be great. Not bad for you coming in completely unprepared with no topics of conversation and nothing to talk about. I mean, this is really, you really pulled it out of your ass here, McKenna. Um, first off. I'm proud of you. Again. Those are don't be surprised. Don't be surprised by this. <laughs> yeah. Did again? Did you hear any surprise? We like, all you know, know who I am. If I tell you I'm going to prepare, you need to like at least text me twice and be like, "Hey, have you thought of anything?" No, I haven't. But now I'm going to think of something, maybe or not. But the second time, I'll be like, I'll at least give you one solid topic. Okay. I, I, I'm all for just raw dogging the, the conversation. I feel like, just going like you and I have a good flow of conversation anyways, so it doesn't matter. Like, as long as we get, like, a good topic started, it just kind of flows into whatever. So I yeah, I guess next yeah. time I will come up with the, the original topic, maybe. Okay, and, and, and then, you know, in six months we'll compare the numbers and see which did better, you being prepared or us being horribly unprepared. Who knows if I'm going to be really prepared. I might lie to you and say I was prepared and then just pull something out of my ass at that moment. So you, you're you done manipulating people? Is that what we were talking about earlier? You don't. I just often? told you to your face, so it's not manipulation because you know. <laughs> That's fair. That's, yep. All right, good call. Yeah. Well, All right. Mikey on the mic. And I need to start calling you Mikey more because I, I didn't know that was a thing until you told me you had a podcast. Yeah. Well, it's my mafia name. So my old job, we all decided to get mafia names. So um, we have Frank, Vinny, Alfonso, Mikey, Tito. I feel like I'm Joey. <gasps> oh, you could be Joey. Do we have a Joey? We might have a Joey, actually. No, we don't have a Joey. Yeah, because there's never been two Joeys in an Italian mafia film. Okay, first off, okay, you can be Joey. Whatever, we'll let you. We'll let you have it, I guess. Um, but no, so that's how Mikey came to be, and so I was like, you know what, screw it. And honestly, to be fair, the mafia did come up with my podcast name because I couldn't think of anything. Like I was like, I don't know, I was gonna do something with like the voices in my head and also outside of it or something like that. Uh, um okay. so they this is a little more concise yeah they came they came up with it so um yeah so you can call me mikey mick michaela whatever you want to call me. i can't I, I don't think i'm gonna call you mick i, th- I think that's still you know, um we're not at that point yes so all right well we're gonna let jeff go but if you guys want to be my next guest star on my podcast let me know and like message me on instagram facebook Send me a smoke signal, I guess. I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. And she will she will be horribly unprepared for you. I can guarantee. I that. will. So I hope you're prepared. But also, we can have a lot of fun and talk about whatever you want because there is no topic here. We are just whatever you're passionate about. And that's it for us. Bye, guys. Bye.